We're here. We're live. How's everybody doing today? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we asked you a okay. question. <laughs> hey, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I am Champ Champenstein. <laughs> I'm Heather Hadfield. And it's New Comic Book Day. It's Wednesday. It is the 20th. It's the 19th. 19th. I should know that. I actually had to say it out loud earlier. Yeah. I heard you say it out loud and everything. And it's like a big day for me. So like I know what day it is. What's the day? It's my anniversary. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Happy anniversary. So I like knew what day it was. But I was like, "Mm, it's the 22nd. Well, anyway, we did it. Uh, So Heather has a shit ton of comics. So we should go. Here we go. Okay. So first I have, it's this little graphic novel. It's called uh, Black is the Color, and it is by Julia Gerferer. Gerferer. It's a very difficult to pronounce last name, but it's great. So this book, um, it's about a a sailor, pretty much, and mermaids and stuff. But basically there's these uh, two new sailors who are on this boat. Um, They, the ship or whatever, can't support them like they don't have enough food or like just can't do it so they are cast out from the ship and put on their own little boat a little dinghy is what they call it um and they're expected to just like survive uh one of the guys ends up dying but the main character of the story is named warren um he is i guess found what is that why is that there i'm gonna take that off in a minute um but he is found by a mermaid um who is trying to, you know, give him hope, I guess, in a way. Okay. Um, she tells him, like, really dry jokes and stuff because he knows that he's going to die. But and all he wants to do is go home, but she's trying to comfort him. But, I mean, if you know anything about mermaids, you just you know that she's just trying to kill him. She's just trying to take him, but she's being nice about it. Um, but there's, I don't know, there's, like... If nothing else. Yeah. At least she's giving him a good time. Yeah. Um, but then the boat that they were on ends up, you know, sinking and all the other mermaids and stuff are like joking about the people that are dying. Like they're like, oh, look, there's your boyfriend. And then they like laugh about it. It's, I really enjoy this book. I think it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, she does like all the art for it and writes the story and stuff. And it's like really simple, but it's also like haunting, I guess, in a way. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, she has three books out, and this is just one of them. This is a reprint of one that came out in, like, 2013, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, Black is the Color. It's really good. If you like mermaids and sailors, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. There's no water today. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> next I have uh, Jane Foster Valkyrie. This is issue number 10. This is uh, the last one, apparently. I did not realize that until I got to the very end. Um, but this is... Jane Foster defeating the evil that is the darkness. Not the band, just, you know, the darkness that surrounds Jane Uh, Foster. And if you weren't alive in, like, the early 2000s. They sing that song, uh... I I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of a poem. (laughs) I love that song so much, I listen to it all the time, still. Multiple times a week. Um, Anyway... So, yeah, this is uh, the last issue of Valkyrie. Apparently, it's going into 
it's a wrap on Jane Foster Valkyrie, but Valkyrie will be in the epic King in Black event that kicks off in December. Uh, yes. Jason Aaron is not done with Jane yet, apparently, so there will be more. I'm just not sure what else she's going to do. She's like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm going to show the world. And Jason Aaron writes her doing everything that I've always wanted to do, so I don't know why I just can't be Jane Foster. <laughs> well, the real questions in life, yeah. truly. I need uh, Jason Aaron's email. And that's rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I really enjoyed this series um, as a whole. There were a few issues that I kind of lost interest in just because of the pace of it, I guess. But as with anything that Jason Aaron writes, like I just love it. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to let that phone ring so I can... <laughs> Is it done? It's done. Okay. Didn't take long at all. No, that was good. Uh, so now I have Wonder Woman Dead Earth. This is issue number four. I actually spent my whole entire... No, I didn't. I spent like an hour. I spent an hour reading the... I spent my whole hour, hour. reading this. <laughs> I spent a whole hour reading four books. So I had to catch up because I have not read the last three issues just since like the first two came out before COVID stuff started. Mm -hmm. And then all of the, rest, the other two, the last two have come out after and I just... I don't know. Didn't want to. Didn't want to take the time to do it. So I finally did, and it was 100% worth it. It is very, very, very badass. Uh, I don't know. Just it puts a post-apocalyptic world and Wonder Woman together, and those are things like I'm kind of tired of post-apocalyptic shit. Yeah, but it's a different with you know yeah. Wonder Woman. And then it was Wonder Woman, which I have no interest in, but I do <laughs> love Daniel Warren Johnson quite a bit. Yeah. Who wrote uh, Murder Falcon. That's right. That's where I recognize the name. Wrote and drew Murder Falcon, and he also writes and draws this book, and it's just, it's just really cool. It's just really, really, really cool. I loved it quite a bit, and I don't know. It just, it did make me enjoy Wonder Woman a little bit more than I think I ever have, because mm -hmm. I just, I don't know not a character i'm necessarily into right i've always had a bit of a grudge but i just like the i like the grittiness quite a bit i love the the violence of it and just like uh the onomatopoeias in there are great like all of them are wonderful so i don't know it's 100 percent worth checking out you use one of my favorite words and i just onomatopoeias <laughs> i love that word <laughs> but yeah all but they're all really really like I wish I could easily find just, like, one of them. But there was one that was just, like, dive. And the way it was written was just, like, really interesting. And, you know, also diving. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So, yeah. I like it. That's my story. How many issues was it? Uh, four. Four. Okay. Four, like, longer issues. But, I don't know. There's, some, like, also the fact that it's, like, an oversized issue. This is probably one of the few oversized black label books I don't mind. Because it's just, like, it needs to be. Like, just the epic proportions of it just need yeah. to be, like, large. I would even, I would love, like, fucking art book. <laughs> like, give me poster-sized versions of yeah. this shit. I'll eat it up. Like, they did that, like, grand design or whatever. Yeah, like they the, the bigger mm -hmm. ones. Or, I mean, even the, uh, those image books that I, like, that Seven to Eternity one that's downstairs. Oh, right, that, like, right, director's yeah. cut that one that's, like, in, or artist's. They did that with The Walking Dead, too. Yeah, yeah. They're just, it's really cool to see those pencils and shit just, mm -hmm. like, really large, so. Hell yeah. Anyway, that was my story. Okay, so we're gonna move on just a little bit here. <laughs> um, 
this ridiculous thing. Uh, we have Ludocrats. We both read this. Um, it's all damaged and stuff, so we don't really have our own copies. Yeah. But let me just say, <laughs> this is one of the more ridiculous books I've ever read that doesn't make sense, but I still want to read it. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I still have no idea what's happening in this book. I don't think anybody does. No. I... I think that's, like, the whole, like, thing with the book is that it is just, like, I mean, and it addresses that. It's just, like, we've made such nonsense mm-hmm. that, like, we don't even know what we're doing at this point. And even in its explanation, it's still just, like, what the fuck? It makes zero sense. But it's so good. It's so, so good. It's so, it's really silly. Um, I am, I laugh every single issue. Um, can I show the peanut? You can show the peanut. Okay. I just have to show you guys this one page because if this does not sell you on this book, I don't know what will. Okay. It's... Oh, God. Let me try to freaking hold this. It's just that little boy right there. The puns. It's just the puns. They got rid of all the puns, but look at his face. I <laughs> lost my mind when I opened it. Uh, because he's got a tiny little butthole, too. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Oh my god! This it's, it's so so good. It's like hard to because it is nonsense. It is just like absolute nonsense. Yeah. But the art is so great and just everything about it. It does make me happy. And like I told somebody earlier, it just like it makes me like belly laugh. Like when I'm wa- reading the book, it just makes me so absolutely happy. I've never read that, so I'm not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Um, I will say. Yes, just for the sake of this conversation, yes, it's probably just as ridiculous. Oh my god, that's not my hair. Uh, every day. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely worth checking out, especially if you enjoy a good a good chuckle. Yeah, and there's uh, one issue left. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's not like you really have to put a lot of effort into it. It's literally just like sit down, turn your brain off, and read Ludocrats and dude you are having a it day flew here up, it flew up on my hand okay um but yeah no karen gillen fantastic i will read anything written by him apparently <laughs> my turn yeah okay so i have um faithless part two issue number three this is obviously just a continuance um Faith is uh, finding out some stuff about Poppy that she wasn't sure of. Like, Poppy, when she says she's in an open relationship, she legitimately is in an open relationship. She doesn't give a fuck about your feelings because it's been discussed. Okay. Um, Faith thinks that she's uh, losing her mind because she keeps seeing things that are not there. um, And she is able to convince other people that they are also seeing things. All right. Interesting. Um, Like this part. Okay. Like, that doesn't actually yeah. happen. She just imagined it, and there's that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, this is just a book about faith, sex, and the devil. Um, and there's a naughty cover. I'm going to tell you now, if you're under 18, shield your eyes, because I don't need to get in trouble for this. This is the naughty cover. Look at that. It's a snake boy. That's long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I'm enjoying this series. I don't know. I just keep reading it because I want the covers. Yeah. I assume that was the case, yeah. honestly. And it's not like a bad story. It's everything that I enjoy in a, in a story. But it's just, I just, I guess I'm not 
interested in the characters at all. Yeah. Like, I want the magic. I want the Satan. I want the sex. I don't care about, like, building characters and stuff. Like, I don't care about introducing new characters unless something devil or sexual happens to him. Like, I just don't... I don't care, but... Uh, Patrick, did you need to see it again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those books where, I mean, I enjoy the art quite a bit. I do enjoy the story on a base level, but I just don't... I just don't care about yeah. anyone else. Like, if they would have done the second part with a whole different set of characters, I would still feel the same way. I'd just be like, okay, oh, okay. it's just a story, whatever. Huh. You want me to go again? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I have Atlantis Wasn't Built for Tourists. This is issue number one. This is um, a scout book, and I've been really enjoying my scout books. Um, this is a crazy book. It's just about monsters. <laughs> But not in the way that you think. There's this man who's, like, driving through this small town called Atlantis. Um, he nearly gets rammed off the road by some woman who's wasted in her car. Um, he finds out that there's a, there's a curfew in the town, but there's really no explanation as to why there is a curfew. And while he's kind of crashing in the sheriff's office, he they have a couch there for him to stay mm -hmm. on since he's just passing through. Just a monster passing through? Yeah, just a monster fucking passing <laughs> through. Um, but you don't... I don't know if I should have said that because it's like kind of a spoiler, but it doesn't really matter because it doesn't spoil the plot of the story at all. Okay. But basically, this is a town of monsters. And this monster passing through is like, let's team up and let's go haunt people. Um, I don't know if that's actually what he says, but they're monsters, pretty much. And that's it. There's just monsters. monsters. It's a monster it's just, town. There's just mon it's yeah. a monster book. It's a monster book. It's a, if you will, a monster mash. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, yes, just monsters all over the place. <laughs> Destroying the town. Uh, That's what I imagine. Are you ready for me? Yeah, I am always ready for you. Okay, so I have this little trade... Is it Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, uh, it's Reservoir Dogs. Uh, no, this is called... I don't know why I looked at it. What book did I read today, like, two hours ago? This is Last of the Independence. This is a Matt Fraction book, and uh, Kieran Dwyer does the art, and I believe the inks as well. But, yeah, whatever. There's only two of their names on there. And it is a little crime, like, noir western book. So this okay. group of the last of the independents, they go and rob a bank. And as they're robbing the bank, they realize that they're not just robbing the bank. They're robbing somebody else. So they take all of this cash and like go hide out. And they're just a group of badasses, basically. So I really like this. This was a lot of fun. Um, this was actually a book... Matt Fraction wrote in 2003. Dang, look so. at us with all the information. <laughs> We're doing good. I did not look more into that, so sorry. But it was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it is a nice little hardcover, though the problem is it's real long. It's a long boy. It's Let a long boy. So I don't know. I'm going to have to like... It feels nice, though. 
Yeah, it does feel nice. Prop it up somewhere. You know, I can't like just put it on a shelf. Mm -hmm. I so. have books like that at home. It's very frustrating when but, you have a specific way you like your books set up. Yeah, but I mean, it it is long for a reason. I yeah. feel like it's like better to take in this way because it's almost like taking in like you know a film like that. Like this rather, art is really cool. Yeah, it is. It's a really good book. It was really interesting. It looks dirty. Yeah. And I think that's what I really enjoyed about it is that it, like, had that grittiness of, like, a crime noir, like, you know. And it had that, like, weird pulpy feel. Mr. Pink. So. No, wait. This would be the cop because he got his ear cut off. This but isn't Reservoir Mr. Dogs at all. I'm gonna. I'm tell gonna me, let, tell me that isn't Reservoir Dogs. I've seen the cover of that movie. I'm gonna let everyone know this is not Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Um, this also isn't Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Once in Future. This is issue number ten. Um, another Kieran Gillen book. Um, less silly than the Ludocrats, but also still kind of silly at the same time yeah. because Duncan is a silly boy. Um, if you know the story of Beowulf, then you know that there is a monster in the story called Grendel. Who kills Grendel? And what happens when Beowulf isn't a part of the picture anymore? <laughs> that's what this issue is about. Uh, yeah, that's a <clears throat> perfect explanation of that book. Uh, and also, Duncan's trying to go save his grandma. Mm -hmm. His grandma's trying to protect all of the old people in the home she lives in. And it's just a lot... A lot of stuff's going on. It's really this book is fucking great. Like and, and a hot fuzz reference. Okay, yes, I was <laughs> so stoked on that one. I about lost my mind. Um, I was over there reading it and I went Simon Beck because <laughs> I was so excited about it. Um, but yes, no, this book is still probably one of my favorites. It's yeah, so it's, good. It's probably one of the top ten books I've read in like the recent recent times. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's beautiful. I got to say, as much as I do love Dan Mora's art, I feel like the colors specifically are what make this book. Oh, yeah. Because it just, like, the purples are so vibrant and do mm -hmm. put in, like, the blues. It puts such a, like, it almost feels like a fairy tale, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, we're in this world that's not, not quite real, and it doesn't look that way, you know? It has that, like, appeal to it. Oh, yeah. The, the teals, like, the turquoise yeah. is the way... This book is really perfect. Just the writing, the art, just like hand in hand. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I'm really glad that they made this book and they decided to keep going after the original six issues, yeah. was it? Yeah. I mean, I'd read this forever. And like the character development on Duncan has been so great. Just mm -hmm. like seeing how he's taking in everything has been wonderful. And just like, I do like that he held up the driver of the car at gunpoint, just like, He's learning from his grandmother, like, okay, like, this man isn't going to drive me as far as I want to go. What can I do? Right. I can't be a good boy anymore because I have to save people from m mythical literature creatures. Which is also really cool about it, too, is because they could keep doing this forever because they're using myths from different cultures. So it's not just, like, focused on one specific thing. It's across-the-board mythology, which I just love what? because one after another they're just doing all my favorite stories <laughs> and I feel like this was written for me like Kieran Gillen saw the fan letter that I wrote to him and was just like you know what let's give Heather what she wants you wrote a fan letter to Kieran Gillen every night when I sleep oh you, I dream so, about it oh I thought you meant you pray I, I, I pray to Kieran I Gillen. mean it's my version of praying I just project 
It's just like the wicked and the divine, ludocrats, once and future, whatever Loki book kid, he wrote. I was going to say Kid <laughs> Loki. He did the, the newer like journey into mysteries. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so next we have gideon falls this is issue number 24 this book is wrapping up i cannot remember what issue was the last issue but it's definitely getting its legs and everybody is separated and trying to come together within that was one of my favorite friggin', friggin pages yeah within gideon falls yeah, um, each issue is now a completely, well, not completely, because we already know these characters, mm-hmm. but each issue focus on the different characters that jumped through different dimensions and timelines throughout Gideon Falls once the Black Barn exploded. Yeah. It exploded, yes. Um, so this one focuses on... I don't on, know, that was like a year ago, wasn't I it? I know, <laughs> but this one focuses on uh, Clara, who was the cop. Yes, and the brother of Norton. Sister of Norton. Yeah. Brother of Norton. Yeah. <laughs> Genders don't matter. Brother of Norton. Um, but yeah, no, this focuses on Clara um, and what she is doing in this version of Gideon Falls. Um, there are a lot of smiling people in here, which I thought was really creepy because the faces are just insane. Like, especially when they're far away. You yeah. Got, like this hanging dude. Like, I love this art. I love the panels. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think right now it is, like, at this point where it's, like, plateaued to, like, where it's going to go and trying to, like, get you to the point where it's mm-hmm. going to, like, wrap up itself. Wrap up itself. Mm-hmm. It's going to wrap up itself <laughs> for an end. Yeah. No Jeff Lemire needed. The book's just going to do it on its own accord. And we're just going to realize that we were in the black barn the whole time. <laughs> The story was inside of us the whole time. We actually were never reading this comic book or suggesting suggesting it to people. Like we were just willing it into their their brains. Oh my god, we are the comic book. <laughs> I don't need to get into this right now. I don't understand interdimensional time travel. No, you don't. <laughs> I've never watched Dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking after I itch my ear. It's all good. Okay. I have uh, Avengers issue number 35. Um, this is part three of the Age of Conchu. Yeah, last time we just fucked that all sorts of I'm not of even going to try to repronounce it. That's just what it is. Um, it kind of gives uh, an origin, in a sense, to Moon Knight. Um, and <laughs> I love this issue because Moon Knight keeps fighting Mephisto and like killing him and Mephisto just keeps coming back and he's like I'm scared of you like I have killed you so many times why do you keep coming back and there's like a pile of Mephisto's it's incredible um but yeah no this uh come on where are you did you yeah there it is (laughs) yeah it's it's really good um but He's basically just trying to take the power from the Avengers and stuff, but there are other Avengers who are working against him. There's a train that has Robbie and Iron Fist and, shoot, one other person I cannot remember. Um, But basically Blade and Captain America are... Doctor Strange. Um, Blade and Captain America and She-Hulk are trying to get to the train so that they can save them Uh and bring them back and stuff. Um, And 
the way that She-Hulk transforms cracks me up because she says, think angry thoughts, politics, student loans, <laughs> and then she turns into She-Hulk. Um, That's legit. Yeah, which I thought was really good. Um, and also, there's a really good conversation. It's very, very quick that Blade and Captain America have um, about... God, I can't even remember what the conversation was about, but I just remember thinking like, oh, cool. Oh, here it is. Different era, same said shit. Always a bunch of fools in masks who think their boots on our necks are doing us a favor. <laughs> when you think that the old morale arc of the universe is going to start bending towards progress. <laughs> it's just a really good... Yeah. Yeah. This uh, I, I really enjoy Avengers, and I more enjoy the issues where there's more of like an origin on certain characters and this one kind of just combines everything that i like about the avengers and just throws it into one all right because it also shows like tony hawk almost be tony hawk <laughs> <laughs> look i've been playing a lot of skate recently uh, dude i'm just now i'm just imagining <laughs> some sort of wild Iron Man Tony Hawk Okay, just imagine it being Tony Hawk from now on because that's what it is. I would love that way more than Tony I'm never going to be able to come back Can Iron Man be Tony Hawk? Because Tony Hawk is so great. It is. He's wonderful. Um, But anyway, Tony Hawk almost gives up the baby that has been corrupted by the star brand to (sighs) bad guys, the Moon Knight. Um, He almost gives him up gives the baby up because he is like okay you know like if i do this then we'll all survive he's like this close to just like getting rid of that baby and he's like what the fuck what is happening to me um which i thought was a very good look into uh tony hawk's (laughs) brain (laughs) not the real tony hawk the fake tony hawk uh you gotta go again god damn it yeah you have all of the books because now it's all just oh besides this one okay so i have no one's rose uh, this is issue number four, and I'm not going to lie, it, I really like this issue. I okay. thought it was fantastic. So if you aren't familiar with it, it's about a weird planet ecosystem inside of a dome where this family lives, brother and sister. Um, their dad had been killed like several years before for going against what the people there believed in. Okay. He believed that the Earth can survive without humans and what we're doing to the planet is not good. Whereas, you know, all the people there are like, the planet needs us. It's a symbiotic relationship type okay, of thing. Yeah. Um, the daughter is against what the dad believes. The son is for what the dad believes. So the son is a part of this, um, I guess, anarchist group um, that are trying from to go on the inside and, it's like, take fascists. Every- yes. <laughs> They're trying to... Uh, the group is trying to take down all the people that are there. Yeah, I agree. No more babies in this world, please. <laughs> Um, and then the, the sister is trying to help this planet, I guess, grow within the dome. Um, she gets taken with a group of her, I don't know what to call them, like classmates, I guess. Uh They're, they're scientists, essentially. Uh, she gets taken with a group of them outside of the dome and they discover that there have been people living out there despite being told that they wouldn't survive because of how the planet is like growing. Okay. Um, and she discovers that like not only are these people like thriving out there, but they're doing it against what she's learned her entire life. And she starts like learning with them and like, you know, trying to figure out what is going on. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the people that went out there with her 
or took her out there are just trying to steal their resources so that they can survive within the dome. So they just completely like destroy this like Aww. settlement that these people are living in. So she kind of realizes that like everything that her brother and her dad have been saying is it's true. Hmm. Yeah. And she's like now a part of this system that she can't really get out of because she signed away her oh, life. Say, yeah, she much. worked really hard to get there. I remember because yeah. they kind of go over that in like the first issue. Yeah. And on the the brother's side of the story is like the group that he is working with. Um, they're trying to get rid of the dome pretty much. And he discovers that the group that he is working with in order to do that, they were going to sacrifice a bunch of the people that live there. He does not agree with that at all, obviously, okay. because he's like, there's no way that you can kill a bunch of people and say that we're going to survive. Like, that's not how this works. Yeah. So they're both kind of discovering that they're both wrong in ways and they're both right in ways. And it's like everything that they've believed in is just false. false. Yeah. Hmm. So, that's- yeah, it's been very interesting. Uh, I did not. That first issue was kind of weird. I wasn't really into it. But then as it the story progresses, like it really is building. And I really... Yeah. enjoy it like i i still i think the brother is still my favorite character because he is just he's gay as hell and he's smart and <laughs> he just doesn't want to hurt anyone yeah i just i don't know i think he's a really good character well i'm glad to hear that because i know that you're like yeah on I'm, the fence for like at mm-hmm. le- even like in that last issue i remember you kind of him and han so yeah. i'm really glad to hear that it's just i like, almost i almost took it off but this one really did like change it completely I think especially with the introduction of those new people and, you know, the sister getting to see, like, you can survive outside here. You just need to love the earth, not try to reproduce it or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. We got some decorum now. We got the decorum. This is issue number four. And... Honestly, there's just a lot of maps and stuff in here. And the colonizing aliens mm-hmm. are just going to colonize and brutalize and destroy. Yeah, it's it's weird because I read this earlier, but I don't feel like I actually absorbed what was happening. All I saw was, or I guess took from it, was sacrificing. Yeah. Which, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Can we just talk about these colors? Though? Yeah, the oh art and colors gosh. are so good. I like. I was describing this book earlier. I was like, it's like watching like an art house film. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's Uh. so fucking heady, dude. It's just like insane. Like, my brain every time is just like, I don't know. I'm reading words. I'm looking at like really cool shit. I think I get what's going on. It's like watching that movie Mandy and I keep just waiting for Nick Cage. (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen, but I keep waiting. Uh, This book would be terrible if they did that. What if he was just, like, in the background? <laughs> I would murder somebody. Just, I'd be like, Jonathan Hickman, I'm never picking up one of your books again. What if it was just Mike Huddleston just, like, shoving the cage <laughs> in the background just to be funny? Anyway, um, there's one more left, right? Yes. At least. Or I th- two. I think there's probably two. It might be, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's two more. Because, I mean, they have to kind of connect, like, this part of the story with, like, the assassins mm-hmm. and, like, I mean... It, uh, I'm assuming the assassins are built off of one of the mothers, mm-hmm. and that's what that assassin planet is, and like why they're bringing in different like women. Right, that makes sense. At least that's what I took out of it. Yeah, because this this one does focus. So like every other issue, we've gotten like a few different chapters, pieces, I guess. Yeah. yeah, a few different pieces where this one is just 
the religious sect with the egg. Yeah. And then the, the bad alien boys. The, uh, the baddie, yeah. The baddie. Which, and, and this also just reminds me of, like, uh, the Powers of X, House of X, the goddamn weird, like, machine people mm-hmm. on that one planet. Oh, yeah. The the ten. The yeah. Powers the powers ten. ten. And all of that stuff. Like, when I was reading this, I was just like, is this just, like, stuff that they couldn't put in X-Men? Mm-hmm. Drop, drop the egg. <laughs> the egg shit. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, no. Um, I'm excited to see how this all comes together. I'm, I'm very excited because there were so many different, like, moving pieces to it and so many different characters that you were introduced to that I just... I'm excited to see where they all come in and where they all end. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we both read. Yes, we both read this one. This is Shadow Service. Um, this is a, about a, a private detective or investigator or whatever who is a witch. That, yep. That's literally, it's like a, it's like a, a supernatural magnum P.I., <laughs> I don't think you can make the Magnum P.I. reference. But no, I was seeing how you would react. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because every time I make wrong references, I just like the face that you make when I do it, which is why I continue to do it. Um, I guess this would be more of a James Bond then. Yeah. Because she's got like all these tools and shit that she uses. I don't know. I don't know. It just It's a weird spy thriller, but she's a witch and she hunts people for other people, people not for like a corporation necessarily she does work for a man but she's not allowed to know any of his information he just gives her certain tasks um but in this one she gets a little in over her head yeah so oh it says spycraft meets black magic in the shadowy world of mi666 so Sums it up pretty yeah. well. Yeah, you got it. You got the you got the spot. Yeah. You found the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this more than I actually thought I would. I forgot that I added this to my poll. <laughs> Completely forgot. But after reading the back, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, she also has a friend who's a rat who yes. talks to her, follows her around, tries to give her advice, but she's like, I don't want to listen to a rat. Which I think that she should because he actually seems pretty smart. Yeah, he does seem smart. It does remind me a lot of like Hellblazer in its own yeah. way. I can see that. Um, I and, did. I did and like because of all of the like British. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say all the the weird. Uh, what is the term? You know, I'm not gonna talk about this one anymore. Um, it's. I like it. Um, lingo, I guess is the word. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, language, lingo, lingo. Because she like uses certain words that are like strictly British. Yeah. Witchcraft meets Inspector Gadget. Mm. Yep. MI666. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go first since I... Well, do you want to do Thor? Yeah, I'll just briefly discuss this. So uh, this is Thor. This is issue number six. Um, I don't know how to explain this without like giving away literally everything that happens. Basically, Thor 
Thor has a conversation with Galactus that doesn't end the way that Galactus wants it to, and the Black Winter. I don't. Why are you looking? Why are you looking? Because I can never remember what his name is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the Black. That's what you guys have. The Black Winter. Yeah, yeah. That's what everybody keeps calling him around this joint. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's the the Black Winter who is a star. He destroyed Galactus's. Uh, <laughs> In my brain, I, when you said that, I was like, "Oh, he's just like a star." Yeah, no, he is. He's just a star. He's just a black star. Um, but no, he destroyed uh, Galactus's uh, home planet. Um, so there's a weird storyline with him. But it, it basically it's Thor recounting his time with Galactus and the Black Winter while also revealing that he discovers how he's going to die. Okay. Without giving away too much because there's more stuff that happens in here, but um, I don't know. It's like I had told you through the headset earlier. I wish Donnie Cates didn't feel like he needed to be so edgy all the time. I would like it just the same if he was just not that way yeah um i know what you're saying yeah it's just i don't know when i'm reading thor and i mean jason aaron's version version versus donny cates is like donny cates feels like he has to put on these big boy pants and he doesn't need to do he just needs to write his own story without so much extra stuff okay there's no need for it just tell me a just tell me a story I don't need all this extra pizzazz. Yeah. You know? It's, you didn't I don't, need an ex- a new character. Yeah. That was introduced for uh, one issue. Yeah. Like one whole issue. It's I, It just seems unnecessary. Um, and the way that these issues are being written, it kind of feels like they're just being dragged out for no reason. Like it's very anticlimactic. I mean, I don't dislike it. I, it's just, again, like I read Jason Aaron's for so long that like I have a certain... <laughs> I don't know, idea of what Thor should be, and it's just not hitting it for yeah, me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Just became, like, used to the character in a way. Yeah, yeah, and it just, it feels really different now. Like, he's, like, a tryhard. <laughs> okay. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Because Thor's not a tryhard, especially not now. <laughs> <laughs> like how he, especially not now. No, 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 he's been through so much. He doesn't need to be a tryhard anymore. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, okay, so I guess we're on to the X-Books now. Yeah. All right, I have Cable. I, well, I read this issue. It's issue number three. And this is just... Sorry, just re- remembering what happens in this <laughs> issue. Uh, it kind of shows what happens to old Cable. And Cable is basically trying to find old Cable's body to get the arm and oh the arm okay and deadpool has the body (laughs) of course he does and it's so it's just basically deadpool kid cable and esme that's that's it okay it's really silly i there's one part that did literally make me laugh out loud where like deadpool was keeping Cable's body was pretty hilarious, and just the way that Kid Cable goes about, like, just oh. taking the arm. Yeah. 
Because he's the king of Staten Island right now. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, I don't know because I haven't been reading Deadpool, but apparently he is the king of Staten Island. I mean, I get it. It makes sense. But the fact that he's wearing a crown is just, of course. Yeah. No, it was funny. It was good. It was good stuff. Okay. I don't have a lot to say just because it's just, it was a good time. It was just exactly that. Mm Mm-hmm. Still nice and silly. Nice and silly. Mm-hmm. I just, I, and I think that's why I enjoy it is because I, I don't know, like, it's, like I said before, I think it's just like, it's what I would want out of Deadpool, but I don't want to read Deadpool. I feel that. 100% feel that. So I like it that it's Kid Cable, I guess. <laughs> that's funny because I feel like I've always liked Cable significantly less than I've liked Deadpool. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I would prefer to read that. Yeah, and over I Deadpool. and that's why like when I read the first issue off the wall, I expected to dislike it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I'm probably not gonna like this book. I'm just gonna read it to see what it's like. And then pleasant surprise, I love the shit out of it. So I don't know. Okay. Gary Duggan just just makes it. Also, Phil Noto on art, dog. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Like it just looks really good. So I love Noto art. Like, why wouldn't I just read it? It's so smooth. It reminds me of like, I don't know what a newborn baby's wall should look like. Yeah. Oh, that's nursery. Yeah, exactly. God, and so like no no cable book should look like this. It's. (laughs) Mm-mm. It should be gritty. It should be like a Diodato kind of art, but the fact that Noto just makes it look so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. I it's, love it. It's so great, yeah. I I don't know. Once again, if you like, if you didn't ever think you'd like Cable, I think this is a... I mean, I read that first one, and I loved it, and I, I hate Cable. I just, I don't know. It's the idea that he's, like, you know, dating the cuckoos. Like, all of the little aspects of it are mm-hmm. just the when he finds that giant fucking sword like i don't know it's just really it's really great he is still dating the cuckoos yeah that's uh, that's like esme the esme cuckoo okay Okay. was like that's who was on this mission with him that makes sense okay all right so i would like to start by saying we love teeny (laughs) it's been a while since i've said that Uh, This is Excalibur. This is issue number 11. Um, This deals with um, Jubilee. Her her dragon son has been shot out of the sky and he is, yeah, he is um, hurt. And because of her reaction, the Saturn, I still don't know how to say it. Saturnine. Her... uh, priestesses uh lock jubilee up in a tree because she threatens to like hurt everyone and they're focused on you know the safety of their forest um so they that's damaged if i've ever seen it um so the excalibur team are there to help jubilee to like help her calm down and stuff but they discover that they can't take shogo back to krakoa because they don't know if like the injury that he has if they take him through the gate if he'll just completely uh, like disintegrate die. yeah because he's yeah. A, a dragon and yeah he turns into a boy okay yeah. yeah um so they're trying to find a way to help him um richter is getting some history lessons with apocalypse or uh or however you say ah. <laughs> um but he tells the story of how um in the 12th century he was in this coven 
the story is really good, so I'm not going to, like, ruin it. But it does have um, Kandra, Kandra, who Gambit knows. It's There's a whole history between them and stuff, but she is mentioned in here briefly. Um, and then they are taken to... The Excalibur people are taken to the Sat- Saturn's uh, <laughs> temple. And while she's distracted, uh, Rogue and Gambit are like, let's go steal shit. They don't actually say that. I just imagine them both getting really excited about being left alone and being like... Because <laughs> in my brain, I was just like, oh, they're going to go bang somewhere. <laughs> I immediately thought that too, because I was like, okay, he looks grumpy. He needs to get it in. And then she's like, no, check this out. And shows him this chest full of things. And you know, he's got sticky fingers. Remy LeBeau. So he's like, oh, a deck of cards, a soul stone. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> um, it's fun because I don't know like what is going on at this point. Um, because it the the stone that Gambit has it is explained like earlier in the book with apocalypse mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So there is a reason for it, but I'm excited to see how it comes into play. All right. And the fact that Rogue is just naughty and she's like mm, they're distracted, so we might as well take all this stuff. And Gambit is just down with it just immediately like you know what honey you're right i mean he's a i know i know it's it was a whole just, gig isn't it i just wasn't <laughs> expecting rogue to be like you know oh sugar let's go fucking steal this other thing from here and he's just like well yeah you know of course i'm going to because i'm sure he thought he was getting it in too because when she says they're distracted he goes oh oh yeah yeah they are what were you going to show me my boobs <laughs> yeah and he's disappointed because she gives him a deck of cards instead Anyway, that was Excalibur. Um, And then I have the last issue here of this Empire X-Men. My God, this was fantastic. I was not expecting it to be this good. Um, There's a cute... Basically, Wanda goes to Doctor Strange and is like, hey, I fucked up. I tried bringing all these people back on Genosha after I killed them all. Help me. What do I do? (laughs) He calls her an idiot has her explain like what she had done, like what spell she had done and stuff. And so basically he's trying to undo it. He can't undo it right away. So it has like a timeline. And once the timeline is up, everything will go back to normal. So this issue, this last one just kind of counts down to the point where everything goes back to normal. Okay. So uh, it's really interesting because there's a really good conversation between, you're going to help me with his name. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. It's the kid that can explode himself. Oh, I do not remember. I Dave told me, like was telling me a story about him one time, but I, I cannot remember what his name is. But anyway, it's the kid that explodes himself. He goes to find his uh, zombie version self on Genosha and has this really good conversation with him because he remembers where he was in his mindset at that point in time, like mm-hmm. when they all died. So he's going there for his own like peace of mind and stuff, which I just think is so cute. They discuss their first kiss. It's adorable. And then the time runs out and... You know, Magic makes a fool of herself by trying to fucking come on to Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's uh yeah four issues and you don't i don't feel like you need to know anything about empire like the event yeah to read this um but no it's really good i i love the way that it ended i thought the last few pages were just really good and it kind of makes it seem like something else is happening so maybe i do need to read empire, empire. yeah well just because i know i don't know just the the way that it, like that last page specifically 
Okay. So I don't know if that's like alluding to something else that's going to be happening within the series or if there's going to be something else. But for what it was, fantastic. I loved it. All right. Last one. Yes. We got it. We got it. We're almost done. This is Wolverine. This is issue number four? Four. Uh, four. I really liked this issue quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Wolverine basically <laughs> tells the Quiet Council to fuck off, and he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then he goes up to Canada and basically try- almost gets murdered by a bunch of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually this plays into the very first issue if you have if you remember reading that, like half of it was about the drug, the second half was about Dracula. And in the second half, when it's talking about Dracula, you discover that Omega Red is being controlled by Dracula. And that's kind of what this has to do with. In a sense, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, we got some some big baddies in here. We got tons of blood. We got Omega Red, but there's like one scene in here that reminded me. This is so stupid. It reminded me of SLC Punk when they try to like <laughs> take the car and sink it in the, the Salt Lake or whatever, yeah. but they can't because there's so much salt. So the the water, the, yeah, it's just holding the car right up. That's what this whole mm-hmm. scene reminded me of. Like when his head is just like chilling. I was like, yeah. oh, you can't sink. There's too much salt. <laughs> it's not what's happening at all. But for some reason, that's just what my mind thought of. Um, love this story. I love Wolverine. I didn't know I could enjoy pee-pee jokes as much as I did until Wolverine was like, I'm going to use this as a piss jar. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a solid book. This is a real solid Wolverine story, too, oh, at yeah. least so far. It's been really, really interesting. I've been surprised, like, within this last year or two about how much I've been enjoying certain Wolverine stories, because I really like that Wolverine Infinity Watch story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just because it had Loki in it or if it was, I don't know, a Wolverine thing, but I I don't know. It was yeah. it was a really good story. I enjoyed it. But yeah, no, every thing that I've read with Wolverine in it lately, I've been really into. Yeah. And I didn't think that I ever would. Like, I loved him when I was little. Absolutely did. But I never read any, like, good comics of his when I was little because I just wasn't reading Wolverine comics. Yeah, I just sure. knew that he was the Canadian hairy dude from the X-Men. I was like... Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, the art is also really, 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 really good in this yeah. particular issue. Um, I feel like it does a really good job of fitting in with like the grittiness of like Alaska and what's happening with like the aspect of the vampires as well. I liked the way that the uh, the people, like the humans, were drawn because they were drawn in such a way that like when you see them, you're like, oh, these are the bad guys. Yeah, like you just know immediately because there's like something off about them. You don't know, like, what it is necessarily, but they just don't look right. Yeah, that's a good way to describe them, for sure. Yeah, which I thought, I just thought that was really cool, because I love little things in art that make you, I don't know, make you think it's something that it's not. Say, get you clued in. Yeah. If you can do that with just the way, like, the shape of someone's face, then that's freaking cool. (laughs) All right, that's it. That's it. We we did it. it. That is it. Uh, so thank you for visiting us on this beautiful Wednesday. We'll see you next week. Yeah, we got some big things coming up. We got some big things we're working on. Yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you guys stuff. Alright, we love you. Goodbye.
Peace be with you. Go buy comic books. Okay, I...